Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine Podcast Radio. You're about to listen to an episode of Through the Tech Vine. So be quiet, pay attention, and get inspired. There is one truth that is not told enough. Technology is not magic, but it can be magical. Technology is human. It is part of who we are, our evolution, our future. Will it be a dystopian or utopian one? Well, that is up to us and nobody else. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. What's up? There it is. <laughs> We're back in the 90s. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Do you think everybody would understand this now? Or we had like I, three, I, three I, generation that don't know what we're talking about. I think we're a few years off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's enough people to listen to us uh, yep. that, that might be from that era. Maybe so. you go on YouTube and you can find all those world commercials. That's right. <laughs> but man, was that annoying. But very successful campaign, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, still losing it. Right? I mean, <laughs> we may be I'm the not- only ones. But- <laughs> I'm not gonna mention the brand because no. uh, it's a three-syllable. Yeah, three, okay. three frogs. So I have a question for you. That'll happen. Have you, see, have you seen Have you seen Waldo? Uh, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Stripe characters. Yeah. <laughs> now, I was referring to the fact that it's just the two of us. I know. I think we we need to I ask. Thought you're you're noticing my new glasses. Oh, Ollie! Uh, no, Harry Potter, uh, Waldo. Harry, oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I made the, I made the, the Waldo joke, and I even even noticed that. Nice. Uh, I like it. Good. And I noticed you're also in the jungle. I'm in. The, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the tropical paradise of. Uh, <laughs> Southern California, not far from you, but I'm further from you today than I was yesterday. But uh, I know, and we haven't seen each other yet, but we're working on it. We'll, we're we'll figure that out. Uh, well, some well welcome back on the on the West Coast. I thought you, you were on the West Coast last week too. So I know. Now you're you're closer to the coast than you were. Closer to the coast than I was last time. Yes. Put it, I'm not. I was hoping when things. Uh, to a point where I knew I was going to be outside. I thought, well, it'd be nice to uh, nice to be in the same spot you were last time, but that didn't happen. I thought maybe I'd hey, be well, It got windy, man. I'm way south. <laughs> I'm kind of kind of tucked into a little corner here. We'll see if it gets too windy. All right, we'll, you can we'll, do most of the talking. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be just talking by myself. <laughs> well, let's go back to that. This is still through the tech vine, even if it could be any other show that we have, because it's the two of us. Although I got to say this. We can make it whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) Let me say this. After what, a thousand plus podcasts? This is the first time that we don't have a guest or a co-host. It's just the two of us. This is a a first time. And you know, I've been trying to push these on the radio. The first time is just you and me. Yes. So... (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer to that. We see how we go, and we see people like it or not. I hope so. We're making it short. How about that? We'll we'll make it comfortable, whatever that looks like. We're not gonna force anything. Uh, if it sucks right away, we'll cut it and off we go. No. Uh, okay. So I I want to be I want to be very fair. Um, so Diana, we, we, we're going to play a little game that we don't know where she is. And we're probably going to keep playing this game for a while. And uh, maybe maybe you'll figure it out. Or maybe she'll pop back up once in a while and, and keep us company. Because I got to say, uh, I already miss her. We did 39 episodes together. And that's, yeah. that's a lot. You really get to, you know, you get to know each other. Even when you have this conversation, you know where you're going, you know what the other person is kind of thinking, you make jokes about each other. And we do that all the time, the two of us. But 
with Diana, it, 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 it was like that. So I hope she's coming back soon, wherever she is. Maybe she's in um, the jungle with you. The question <laughs> is, will Diana become the Matt Damon to, uh, <laughs> to what, what's his name, Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Kimmel, yes. Yeah, well, we could do that. <laughs> she didn't show up. Okay, I like that. We <laughs> keep doing this joke. <laughs> We keep her on the show, on the She's on the, the show. Never on the up. host list, and then <laughs> no, she didn't show up. Uh, we love Diana. Someday she will. Absolutely. Next, next week, perhaps. Whenever. Yeah, maybe. Well, today we were supposed to have Angela Marafino on the show, and we were going to talk about her upcoming uh, new podcast on ITSP Magazine about the Hacker Book Club, which I'm really excited about. So I can give a little bit of the. Of introduction to that and of course you'll know when that happened because it's already a, a club that has been existing for a while i believe that uh chloe mistagi was one of the founder if not the founder you know she does everything so i don't know she, she gets everything started <laughs> if i going. right if you don't know who started it that's right chloe did, it. Chloe. <laughs> chloe did it and i know there's a there's a, a podcast in the hopper with chloe and angela talk about the, the hacker book club so uh, that's the, gonna be the actual book club not the podcast so uh, mm -hmm. that, that's coming so stay tuned for that on the change making with chloe mistake well see you knew something i didn't know uh, so I, good i get i get sneak peek preview of all this <laughs> stuff <laughs> called the uh the editorial calendar there, there is so much going on that uh you just can't know everything so it's okay i don't i don't need to know everything it's sometimes better that way. <laughs> yeah, no, it sure is. The but but Angela will join us again. She's rescheduling, she and yep. uh, and if I'm not wrong, we have George George Pilates Pilates. Sorry, I, I don't know George Platzis. I know DJ Zeus. Oh, DJ <laughs> Zeus is coming on next time. <laughs> yes, and uh, and you know what? I'm gonna make this at this point. The format is kind of changing. And uh, it's fine. You know, we, we, we just want to go on. And we also have a web radio. And, and again, talking about being behind on a couple of ideas there. But it was to just stream live uh, sometimes. Maybe we'll actually do that on RSA conference uh, in June when we're going to be there. But I do not mind to just improvise. And so if somebody wants to join us and just, you know, chat about something, it doesn't have to be always cybersecurity, uh, please. Uh, let us know and um, DM us, and you know maybe maybe we'll make it happen. As long as we yeah. are entertaining the audience, we're talking about things that make people think, and you know it's all good. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm testing the the remote mobile option here. I don't have my fancy uh, audio interface, but uh, it's yeah. working good. Yeah, so yeah, and I see the the wind going for people listening to the podcast. You know, there is some palm trees and. And again, I don't know where you are, but maybe Costa. Let's pretend you're in Costa Rica. I'm in Costa Rica. Yeah, yes. good for you. I'm gonna go diving with the white tip reef sharks later. With the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good for you. So, how the, many the, white tip reef sharks if the dolphins are around? I don't think. If there is a battle between a dolphin and a shark, who, who wins? Who's the most dolphin, badass? Dolphin. Yeah. 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 If dolphin, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Dolphin rocks. They're, they're I think they're my, much faster than the shark too. I guess. I guess. Yeah, they have the, the nose. <laughs> they have <Yeah>. the nose. <laughs> Sharks have the teeth, so I don't know. But they need to catch them. That's the you point. To, you have to catch them. <laughs> catch the fin. All right. So what what are we gonna do, Sean? Are we still talking about technology? I think um, there's plenty plenty of tech, and I have some ideas to yeah? discuss today as well. But I think you brought something that's interesting to run through today. I, I, I find, you know, I like those lists that publication do. And uh, in this case, it's from the Technology Review, the MIT, which I, I love as a, I'm glad, gladly contributing because their content is, it's really, really good. Very, very, very good content, uh, not vendor oriented, um, although, of course, they get support from or paid advertisement and from people like us that wants to read good uh, good material. But but I love how they have always this academic look to, to things. So they made this list, and I think we can quickly go through it. It's 10 breakthrough technology to expect for 2022. 
which means, you know, they're pretty much already here. So it's not talking about the, the weird time travel that we do all the time, like 2050, 2080, 2030, which, by the way, the conversation went live, live yesterday, published yesterday about the school system for 2050 with, uh, that we had. Uh, yeah, it's 30, really 30 years ahead. Yep. And uh, peek into the future. Yeah, the Jetson school. That probably would never happen. Just <laughs> like the Jetson stuff. <laughs> Still waiting. So a, a list of breakthrough technologies this year. Yeah. So stuff. So the first thing that comes to mind is, is, is it for the individual? Is it for businesses? And I'm wondering, if we're not using it, are we lame? <laughs> if it's designed for us individuals and we're not using it, is well, kind of, are we behind the times? Some some will affect us directly as users of technology, and the first one could be our entire conversation because we sure have opinion about this one. And others are a little bit more on the medical, health tech, and uh, some other some other things. So let me start with uh, with the number one, and uh, we'll see how long we we <laughs> spend on that. <laughs> how far the, the, how far the, through ten we get? The end of passwords. Whoa. Ooh, nice. What? All right. Number two. Did, did I just say that? The end of password? Yeah. <laughs> number two. That's COVID cool. variant tracking. So that, that's health tech. I'm not sure we're going to play with that kind of things. But the people that are supposed to be doing that yeah. would be good. It pretty much is, is about is expanding the capacity to monitor what's going on with variation and variant and hopefully there's going to be nada, <laughs> none, like your name today, nada. Nada, exactly. Yep. The third one is, uh, it's really exciting. This will affect us, especially because it's very relevant due to, unfortunately, the war still happening and the whole energy, energy crisis. So it's a, a long-lasting grid battery. You know how people say, well, you know, you, what happened when there is no sun? What happened when there is no wind? Well, people there's batteries that's that's where we put you know you to store it somewhere i guess yeah. that's always the question i have is how do we store this yeah and uh and the the the, the battery technology as we know from the, the self-driving cars is really is really getting better and better and uh i don't know if i can tell the same about my my phone but i guess they're getting there too and so with this solution uh, it would expand the, the the opportunity to really use renewable energy store it and then yeah if it rains you can still watch tv that's that's cool you can do that Ooh. you can still stream podcasts you can still stream podcasts from, from the tropical paradise of costa rica <laughs> <laughs> are you are you connected with star uh, starlink or what, what's your, yeah. yeah did yeah. you call elon and I'm like i'm like this with <laughs> starlink with mr musket are you using a starfish uh, I'm using a starfish as well. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, moving on. What, what number are we on? Four? Uh, number five. five. Okay. I'm just going to go quickly through it and then maybe we, we pick the one that we want to talk about. So, uh, this is still medical artificial intelligence for protein folding. So pretty much to say nearly everything your body does, it does it with proteins and the way a protein folds determines its activity. But figuring out how pro the protein structure can take months, now an artificial intelligence called AlphaFold2 has solved this long-standing biological puzzle, which could make it possible to quickly design drugs for a wide range of disease. So I guess it's kind of nanotechnology and micro-medicine. So like we, we all turn into folding phones? So yeah, the folding phones don't <laughs> work, but I guess protein don't care about that. They're folding. They've been folding so, for a long yeah, time. Many questions there. Is it, is it folded outside of the body, inside the body, as it enters? As it uh, well, it, it expands. I can I can read more about it. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's keep going. Yeah, let's so. keep going because maybe we can leave some of this for for next time. So you know, number six is uh, oh, this is this is interesting. Well, this is important. Sorry, uh, number five. Number five, I believe, is malaria vaccine. That's important. We, I think, we've been waiting for that for a long time. So, yeah, yeah, 
anything that is going to resolve get rid of that which you know it's funny that they call it is an endemic but when it's when it sprout when it explodes the cases in the region it's not really endemic it's quite pandemic i mean it it hurts it kills a lot of places where they haven't been able to to eliminate it so that's uh that's the good news and then there is this one it's proof of stake for cryptocurrencies and the proof of stake pretty much is going to resolve apparently the 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 electricity consumption that if you were following the news a while back uh, bitcoin and, and all the other um, ethereum they all like using a lot of energy to to create it because they need to verify they need to solve this kind of like crypto puzzle in order to get uh, the certification that is is uh, it, it's what it's supposed to be and, uh, and and use the blockchain system. And with this one, apparently they can reduce this usage of 99.95%. So, wow. yeah, pretty much I think instead of making this process where it's happening right now, um, it's... Uh, let me read it a little bit. And just to give you an idea, the Bitcoin network consume for creating Bitcoin and, and even when you mint something in NFT, I mean, you're, you're still using that kind of energy. In 2021, was more than the typical annual energy budget of Finland. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot. Uh, and um, yeah, pretty much it's... it's uh, what the way is explained, and I'm not an expert in that, but we're going to have a, a, a cryptography professor joining us on a show really soon. So maybe this is the question I'm going to ask him. Um, pretty much the proof of stake offers a way to set up a network without requiring energy. And... Uh, Instead of being uh, secure as resolving this proof of work algorithm, the miners will resolve it directly. Uh, do I think on 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 their own machine? I believe instead of having to go back and forth. So don't quote me on that, but I think it's a good news. That's it. Not an expert. Well, it's breakthrough anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know another thing I was thinking too when I was reading this is like. You, we point finger to that, but doesn't it cost money to make money? I mean, the the paper one and 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 the metal one, and I mean, it's it's not that that one doesn't consume energy. So I'm wondering if we're just creating a problem where it's not there, or may, try to just make things better. And uh, and uh, you know, and we already have something that it's working, which I think cryptocurrency is something that we. That we're going to need. And, and now I have a question for you. Uh, we we do have a panel related to that coming up, right? On crypto. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And some podcasts. Because as you can tell, we're not expert. I am. You are? An expert. I'm in everything. Yeah. Are you? Just ask me. I'll tell you an answer. Have, have, you, have you made some um, some NFTs with your photography? I have. You have not. <laughs> well, you I have plenty of photography, but uh, no NFT. I've started to produce some unique material that I intend to convert to NFT mm. material, but uh, I've not gone the last mile, if you will. <laughs> I'm going the last mile. <laughs> I am right there. Yeah. I've been zero to, zero to one on that. Yeah, I've been looking into and fishing back and making a nice folder for photography I've done in the past. Even some digital art I've done with photography in the past. And yeah, I haven't, I haven't get to the minting process yet. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't milked it yet, <laughs> <laughs> or minted. Yeah. That's that's the right way to say it. Yeah, that, there's so many questions. I mean, I'm, I'm one that I'll just kind of plow through and figure out how things go. I still have a lot of questions, even if I don't get them answered as I go. I'll have questions. <laughs> Just like one is, does it need to be a, a super high-res piece of work in order to qualify as in it? I've seen stuff mm -hmm. that's weird. 
I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, you, you can turn anything you want. I yeah. mean, as long as you can turn it in digital. I mean, I've seen things like sound effect, uh, bites of, of a piece of music. And I, again, I, I'm curious to, to know, you know, the, the art market is weird. I, I, I like uh, to look at the antique roadshow, right? And I think there is a lesson there. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me take a tangent here. So if people don't want it, it's, the value is nothing. <laughs> look, at the, look at the crypto, like the boring apes. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm not into it. I don't understand $300,000, $600,000 for that stuff. But at a certain point, Somebody with a lot of influence start getting it, and all of a sudden, everybody wants it. It's kind of like uh, fashion brands, uh, the, all the yeah. kind of stuff. And art is exactly the same thing. Now, the connection with the Antique Road Show, which is a fun show, is that uh, they've been doing it for a long time. And Antique Road Show is, uh, is uh, PBS, I believe. And, uh, you know, been going around cities for so long, people bring their 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 treasures or non-treasure or trash from their house. And sometimes it's something really good and they put them on TV and the, and some critic explain what it is. It could be Indian artifact and jewelry, it can be a painting, it could be like a flag and baseball memorabilia, which is usually the one that costs the more money, uh, funny enough. And uh, so lately what they've been doing, also because of the pandemic, they haven't been going around much, they have been... Um, They've been comparing the value of when they filmed the show to what is value today. So they show you the piece from like, I don't know, 96 or 2000. And then they say, did the value goes up, went up or went down or stays the same? And it's incredible how certain things, they got cut in a half or some other, really? they went up to double. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you put a, a Picasso, I don't think it's going to get down, or a Da Vinci, or <laughs> anything like that. That one is probably going to go up. But the, you know, if it's a piece of furniture for, um, from the 1800 or something, it may be fashionable at that time, and it, it sells like cupcake, and, uh, and then maybe in 15 years. Now you got my attention. Yeah, cupcakes. Cupcakes. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't buy vin vintage cupcake. <laughs> no vintage cupcake. <laughs> I don't know about an NFT cupcake either. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's not going to quite cut it for me. Yeah, so so I, I think there are, I've seen cupcake digital art. And so maybe you can buy that. But you should yeah. ask if it comes with. It's going to be cupcake. satisfying for my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it comes with a lifetime supply of cupcakes. Yeah. So my, my question for you, if we want to talk about this a second and, and, and making that decision to put your stuff out there, is that honestly, you don't know. Somebody is making good money out of that. And it may not last long enough to become the career, but it gives you a pretty big... Uh, if, you're, if you're a starving artist, uh, and a lot of them are because they do it with a passion. Well, I think that, that's the key. And I'm going to jump in because what are we talking about? We're talking about art and artists and you can apply this to musicians and singers and orchestra members and painters and photographers most of them do it because they have a passion for it right and if they can make a few bucks from it great if they can make a living from it even better um, uh, dancers i mean getting into uh, and even sports, you can maybe even consider that an art, right? Um, lots of people want to be part of it. I, I want to be a rock star. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a guitar and drum sets and, and uh, I don't know, a bunch of, bunch of musical equipment. But I'm not a rock star. Mm -hmm. right? I'd love to be. Um, I chose a different path that pays the bills. <laughs> but, but when you play, either well or well enough, you enjoy it. You, you, do it, it. you do it for the passion, right? Exactly, exactly. So I guess my, my point of all that is if, if there's a way to create something that is even more scalable from a distribution perspective, that, I think that's pretty cool. And if somebody can make a couple bucks, 
great. I mean, when I take that last step to, to mint something uh, NFT that I've created, uh, I'm not banking on it <laughs> to, to uh, retire. That's not my goal. It's because I enjoyed capturing what I captured. I enjoyed producing it in an even more unique way and perhaps even all enjoy the process of uh, minting it and then seeing where it goes. Um, so I think long term, uh, I don't know, I saw, I didn't actually get to read the, the, uh, the post, but there was a post on LinkedIn where somebody said NFTs are dying a slow death already. And I'm like, so, I don't, think I don't so. know that that's boo, true, but, boo. but <laughs> what's, what's going on there? But I, it's art, right? I think people will continue to create art. Uh, I saw it was a little clip and when I was in a cab. It was a little clip of some morning show, and the morning show had, had two people standing in a little tent with a drill. And on top of the drill was a piece of wood, and they just squirted different paint things on on top of the <clears throat> on top of the wood then they turn the drill you can't see my hand turn the drill on to make the wood spin and that created this design on this piece of wood that mm. one looked cool from my perspective the other one didn't it looked like it's just a big blob mm -hmm. um, but it was acrylic and shiny and it gave it was unique i mean that's art right if i did that nobody's probably going to buy it these two people did that because they're celebrities on a TV show. They might actually sell it. <laughs> right? there, there is, again, you go back to there is a lot of things that influence the art of something. Now, there is some that I believe it's unquestionable. And I may be some older or maybe European about that, maybe, you know, Florentine about it. So... I don't think you can ever question a, a Botticelli or a Da Vinci or a Michelangelo or Raffaello or many other, you know, from other countries. Because at the point it's it's stable and it's it's contextual to what the period in time was, what breakthrough perspective and the use of paint and the beauty of it. And you know, you have to contextualize art too, in my opinion. But the, the NFT and the modern art in this way is playing on, on many different variables. And that's why it could fluctuate. Like, I, I think the idea is don't, don't, maybe don't invest too much money because if you don't have it, because you may lose it. <laughs> I did, as quick as it goes up, it hasn't been going up for 300, 500 years. That's what I'm saying. It's, it may come down. But I don't think it's going to disappear. I think it's going to maybe level up eventually, you know, kind of like a swing that goes up and down. And I'm being Italian with my hands right now. But then you get you get on a flat and then maybe start growing. Because I love that the artists can protect their job with this. And and I think that's that's the big thing. Because yeah, in that, the past, cool it, that, that alone, I think, is very, very, very important. And yeah, but... Yeah. That is our NFT. I, what I haven't explored enough yet is does the artist hold a share in that work? Can they hold a share? You can, yeah. 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 So uh, if you're on OpenSea, that's. Sell, if I sell a physical painting and somebody buys it and moves to a different country and then, then it burns, that painting, that physical painting's gone. But uh, no, that may be a similar I, scenario in NFT world, but. My point is, I transfer the, the ownership of that painting over. You, but in the NFT world, I guess you can you you can hold a and, share and it's and actually ride some, that wave of when, when I when I'm gonna put the, push the button of mint something because I got that close. I have a few things. <laughs> I got that close to push the button, but as you know, the gas for minting. It can get really expensive sometimes. So I was like, am I going to spend 140 bucks to mint this thing? Then maybe it's not, <laughs> it's not even worth like $10. Yeah. Uh, you got to be passionate about it, about the hobby. True. But I, mean, I know I, that I, if I, I check it. But dude, you check the day after, it may be $30, $15. No, I know. So. No, I know. And, <laughs> you know well, there's the it. value of the, of the thing, and then there's the value of the currency mm -hmm. that you have to play. 
Yeah, well. but the, the okay. thing that is cool is this. So um, open seas and maybe others, I don't know, but I was looking into that one. First of all, you can mint it, but then the buyer pays the price of the minting. That's cool. So you don't okay. actually, it, it doesn't really officially get minted. I don't know which is the, the, the triggers until it gets sold the first time. No, no free rides. Got to pay the pay for the gas. Exactly, pay for the gas too. The other thing is that I believe you can put your royalty on it. So if you want to say, I'm going to sell it cheaper, maybe, but I'm going to sell it that I retain ten percent. So if that thing take off, and it start growing in value every time that it's sold, you make ten percent of it. And if it gets into the thousand because it's such a cool piece, then uh, that you're doing better than nothing so but if you're very jealous about your art keep it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I mean, that happens I, uh, to any artist you give it away you make money yeah you make yeah. more i think when when you find something that you can appreciate and like and and you and recognize its value and somebody invested their time and effort i mean I, yeah I, I bought a I bought a photo of the Twin Towers. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a cool story. You should tell that yeah. story. I love it. Yeah. So I, yeah, it was a, came across the image and I thought, this is a cool image. It looked great on the wall. Um, I don't know where it's from. So, uh, short story is I tracked, tracked it down. And uh, it was taken maybe two months before. Uh, they they went away and it's a beautiful shot from uh, from like statue of liberty perspective i thought I, I i want this shot in a resolution that i can actually print it and stick it in giant form on my wall <laughs> and um i could probably scour the internet and find something that is decent I might even be able to find this one, um, but it's going to be not the right one. Or accessing and using it is probably not the best thing. So anyway, long story short is I tracked down, found the, the official website for the, the guy that uh, took the shot. I sent an email through the website saying I'd love to purchase this, this picture from you. And his daughter replied and yeah. said, I'm sorry That's to say. I love. Right, yeah. My father has passed. Um, I'm happy to share this, uh, share this image with you. And she gave me the price. I paid the price. She sent it over. It's a digital format, of course. Nice, beautiful, high res. And she was appreciative that, that I appreciated her dad's work, her father's work, and that I was willing to pay a few bucks for it. And and I, I feel great having that that uh, piece of art now too. So I've yet to blow it up and print it out and, and uh, frame it yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I guess my point is he took that photo. It's part of a big, huge collection that he has. Who knows if he sold it before. He sold at least one copy to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. and God bless him um, for taking that shot and, and uh, to, his, to his daughter for sharing with me as well what, what i really love about that is that you actually went all the way to do some research to you know you really love it so much that it was worth your time to research it to contact this person and 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 pay some you know some money for it i think that if he was alive either if it was a well maybe if he was already a famous photographer then it would have just been another one but you know if somebody was just passionate about it it wasn't making a living out of it i mean what kind of what an amazing appreciation of, of his job that that is. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, so the other thing I was going to say on this topic is you talk about the gas, and I'm just wondering. I mean, a lot of us who do stuff like this, we we view them as hobbies, right? And I have countless hobbies, and and I invest silly amounts of money and in, in many of them and then <laughs> and then stop them <laughs> and have a bunch of stuff 
lying around that I never use anymore. Uh, drums and guitars and diving. I, mean, I can go on, on and on and on and on. Mm -hmm. But I guess my point is a hobby that produces art. I mean, I've, I've made quite a bit of money on cameras and lenses and and uh, equipment to and software to manage it all and store it all. And I mean, it's, it's part of the investment to do the work, to, to, to be part of the trade uh, of creating art. So I'm just wondering, my question of all of this I'm rambling on is, is the gas part of that? Is the minting process just it's a, it's part a of that? Excellent point. And like yeah. uh, you, 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 you went from that angle, and I, I, I believe it is. I mean, I think that it, I heard many stories of people that start in a hobby and they get the best tool possible. Like, but if you start to play guitar, don't go get a fucking Les Paul. <laughs> you know, just start with something that maybe you like it, maybe you don't, and eventually you can, you can get your way up there. And and that goes for a lot of things, like a. You can make great photos and see if you really like the trade with a, with a decent camera, especially now with digital. And think about, you know, before the digital, when you had to buy the film, develop the film, not knowing what was in that. Well, did you take the right shot? You couldn't really check it and say, oh, you know what? Let me take 50 of these from different angles and then I'll keep one. I mean, that was much more of an art at that time and it was much more an investment as well because you had yeah. to buy a few things so yeah. now it comes cheaper but i think that if you want to be sure that that you retain that online the value of it and you want to give it a chance to sell it i, I think you're right it's it's the price of the art i agree with you and it's in interesting you mentioned the difference between film and digital um because early days I had the same thought it's screw it just take as many shots as I can and see if any are good no, I still take a ton but I find as I do more that I'm I, I spend a much more time preparing for the shot uh, because it's more fun it's more fun it's yeah, more the right angle, the right organic the right, right lens the right feeling the right lighting now, granted, I might take a bunch of stuff that doesn't have all those things lined up because I just like shooting anyway. But, but the ones where I, I really find all those things connected together in the right way, I, I, I feel phenomenal. It's, it's very fulfilling to get to get that shot. And not everybody may like the shot that I took, but I felt great taking it, and I appreciate it. It's funny you mentioned Les Paul. Uh, for somebody who doesn't play guitar, buying that as your first guitar. This guy, as I knocked my mic over, this guy did that. Oh my God, you did that? That's <laughs> yeah, a black beauty. Why not? Holy shit, that's the commitment. <laughs> just by, I was making a joke. I don't remember. I didn't remember you did that. That's what I thought. Yeah. Wow. Now wow. Our good uh, common friend, Sean Coons, uh, helped me oh, take yeah. well, it. He, he was pretty good at it. I mean, he still He's is. Good. I want to shout out to him. He's writing books now. I think he he's just published. Writing, yeah, I think that's, that's a new one just recently. I tell, I'll tell you what. We should, we should bring him on the show. We should have him on. Yeah. Damn it. I haven't seen the dude in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk right. about a good guy. All, all, and always great conversation. You have no idea oh, how, many, how many hours I've spent outside of the coffee oh, shop. So positive and smiling and yeah. good stories and good yeah. vibes. Yeah, I'd love to have him on. Love to see uh, him again too. I'll make I'll make a note for that. Yeah, right. absolutely. So that that, that that's the lesson. <laughs> that's the lesson. Don't be Sean. Don't, Don't buy the less oh if you're just starting the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's like you know I made a big commitment. I did make a big commitment. <laughs> now I gotta stick and, with uh, it. I love that guitar. Yeah, uh, and it's always there. You're not pitching, losing money on that. Pitching, I'm not losing. You're not sure. losing money on that. No. That's for sure. That's for yeah. sure. It's a, it's a piece of art. Yeah. See, we found the, the, the topic that we were going to talk Look a lot that. about. Uh, do, do you want to go on, on some more uh, of those news? or You know yeah, what? I think let's save them for, for a rainy day. 
Do you want to make a comment on, on the password one, though? I'd be in, interested to know your opinion on you that. You want my password? <laughs> I want your password. Are you, which you one, you you, which one you use lately? Be useful anymore. Black Les Paul, is that what it is? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five? No, tell me, how, how does it work when you don't use password anymore? Do, 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 you've been following that? You know, I mean, it's... I know enough to be dangerous, and I don't want to sound like a fool. I, I no, mean, still, I don't. I don't, still, I don't want. I don't want to go. Code or a password. Or, uh, there's still some thing. Yeah. It's just. I mean, we've been talking about this for. Hands and brain, and maybe a password manager. Well, you, you're pretty much you're using, uh, according to this, apart from you know all the the gizmos, the YubiKey that you can put in there, and all of that is. You know, the two-factor authentication is the fact that instead of putting a password, you're using your device or biometric or they send you an email to confirm that it is you. And it's already happening. I mean, there is a lot of, of services online that I, I don't even put the password anymore, yeah, the, even the if I do password, it. Right? The magic password is a button in an email. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I guess my, that's my point, though, is that there's a code. There's a password behind there. <laughs> exactly. I'm just not typing it in or copying it from my mm -hmm. yep. password manager. But, but does it allow you? Do you, here's I, this is where I want to go. Is it gonna make the infamous never-ending battle about the user actually using the tools that we have to be more secure, or is it still gonna be that original password? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> I mean, are we making things easier and safer? I with this. That's that's my point. The answer to say uh, easier is yes, I think, of course. Um, safer. I'm afraid to get bashed online for saying maybe yes. Somebody, somebody will call me on and point out all the reasons. Well, no, emails can be intercepted and all this other crap. Um, I think it's a question of, yeah, if, if there's an alternative route to get that code in that, uh, that takes away the, everybody using the same one or an easy to crack one, I think just by virtue, it's safer, right? broadly safer. Now there may be specific cases where it's not as safe. Right? Mm -hmm. Somebody's being targeted and they know, and the, the bad actor knows the channels through which those uh, codes and, and uh, sometimes OTPs and all that stuff come through. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I think I think, and I'm going to make a final point here on my perspective on on putting myself in the in in the user, the re the everyday user person. So it's kind of like the entire period. I think was like what two years ago that there was all the, the, the same exploit where people were like, yeah, don't, don't use text messages. And I, I thought it was so counter as a 2FA to factor authentication. I thought it was so going against everything that we were trying to do to have people embrace security because it's like, yeah, everything can be break. Every, I mean, broken in terms of hacked. You know, and and cyber criminal are gonna find their way. I mean, they they can put a gun at your head and force you to tell the password, unless you don't know it because it's so complicated that you don't know it. And you're gonna give it up, and and this whole thing it was counter. I don't know. For me, it wasn't counterintuitive for for yeah. all the journalists advertising this thing and be like, well, then if that's not secure either, screw it. I'm just gonna use my regular password. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now, there's so much in play here, and I mean, it used the gun example, uh, lovely image there. Um, but, <laughs> Sorry. But, I mean, that's, that's a one-on-one -on -one exchange, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will. So the, the question is, yeah, that's always going to be the case, no matter what you use. The question for me is just the scale of how broad can you apply better security and how or how broad can a weakness be exploited if it's not developed in, in the right way because uh, i mean at the end of the day it's all about scale right 
yeah. how many and how much can the, the uh, cyber criminals get. But at the end of the day, this is to me, it, it could be the end of the passport again. Not really. It's, there's still a, some kind of a passport, as you said, in the, in the back end to know that you is you either. You know, even your face is your passport. But at least it's a force to FA because you neither have to use the second factor, either the biometric or your email or the text message or a notification or your phone. At least you you have two two verification system in place. Is it hundred percent? Is it no? But well, that's hey. the other thing I was going to say. I mean, it, there's context and risk to take into account. Right. If I'm accessing my Medium account and or Slack, Slack, Slack may be an interesting one, but let's say it's a Medium account. Fine, give me the magic password and email. Mm -hmm. Slack, it does it. Fine, um, you can have a second factor on that to kind of back up. But when you start getting into banking transactions or financial transactions or legal agreements. Uh, through online systems like a DocuSign or something, let's say. I'd want stepped authentication where the context and the risk drive well, how many times do you want me to prove I am who I am and, and I'm not uh, not being held captive with a gun, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Although if you're captured with a gun, that's four, probably three, four, five, you have other problems there. <laughs> More important problem to, to take care of. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Probably not worried about my Slack. Uh, oh. Slack yep. Well, uh, I wanted to touch on that because I, I still feel I'm. Uh, I know. I, I, I I'm a little bit of a man. Yeah. I, I still feel we're on a mission on talking a little bit about this stuff. Why not? Yeah. But yeah. but I, I enjoy. We talked about art, NFTs. Uh, playing music, antiques, and uh, yeah. we, we went through all those news. And I think there are some that are worth it to dive deeper into it. So yeah. inspiration for some podcasts, maybe on Redefining Society or security, yeah. cybersecurity. Or, well, uh, next month on the calendar, I have uh, identity and, and authentication as the yeah, theme. Yeah. So, I mean, this certainly has to be there you go. part of everything we do next month. So. Well, that's uh, that's exciting. Is it going to be a panel or? I have two panels planned, and if if uh, this turns to be a hot topic, I'm happy to have a passwordless panel as well. Password so, panel, passwordless. meaning the panelists don't need a password to get on the panel. No password to get on. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that that's uh, that's going to be a very hot topic. It, it yeah. been since the time that I was on a. That I started joining this uh, this crazy train of cybersecurity. <laughs> so, you know, we're still talking about the same stuff, more or less, right? Yes, we are, and we still miss Diana. And we still miss Diana, and we don't know where she is. And uh, have you seen Diana? She's on the Jimmy Kimmel show. <laughs> she <laughs> says she's joining us next time. All right, uh, I'll hang on. Not wait, wait we'll patient. See. I won't hold my breath next week. We'll see. we'll see. We'll see. Well, you you guys and girls and uh, all and the cats. audience, dogs there and cats. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Without Diana, we we didn't talk about dogs. I know. No dogs. Damn it. No dogs pushing buttons. Anything. I have no little pet anymore to uh, to <laughs> screen bomb. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, I'll you can come and pick up one of mine. All right, I'll borrow. Which one? <laughs> borrow one of mine. <laughs> yeah, I will go with uh, I will go with Touchy. Yeah, yeah they're both there. So, I, so I want to thank everybody. This is a, yes. new, a new experiment. I I enjoy because I actually seen you. Come on, we survived just the two of us. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen you at all lately. So you know, usually we just join for a podcast and we don't get to talk much. So it was actually kind of nice. I hope yeah. the, I hope the audience uh, enjoyed it as well, listening to us blobbing, and maybe next time. There is Diana. Just stay tuned. Come time. back. Yeah. Come back because you want to know if she's on or not. I think she is, but <laughs> who knows? So. And so. there'll be a guest as well. So, now, Whatever happens, we know for sure Thursday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, we'll be on again. Either from Costa Rica or the moon Rica, or the moon. wherever. Yes, we'll... underwater, swimming with dolphins, chasing sharks. You know, as, lo 
as long as we have an intern access, we will be we will be here. We'll mint that episode NFT. Oh yeah, and then we'll let you know when we have our art. Yeah. And you may say, you know what, you did the right thing, not minting this thing. <laughs> <laughs> or if you like it, it may be cheap enough that you want to have a you have a you want to have a Sean Martin hanging on your wall. Oh, I'll buy one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Here we we'll go. See you, uh, see you all next week. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, through the tech line, good news tech. Yep. And follow us on all the other podcasts because there is yeah. some really cool conversation coming. And more channels coming to you. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Through the Tech Vine podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Thank you.